When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. A lot of people adore me, so I don't focus on the ones that's like, wake up, looking to be offended. You know, like it's the person that say, you know what? Oh, I needed that little laugh. I was just up here from my boss and I stepped outside and watched the video and that took me to another place. I focus on those people because if you over here and you got offended, you got a lot of self-work to do, a lot of self-reflecting. This is Sanctified, the Littest Church service where hot girls and holiness align. And we are your hosts. I'm Deborah Joy Winans. I'm a wife, a mother, an actor, but most importantly, I'm a lover. And I'm LaVon Briggs, Emmy Award winner, Joy Chaser, and a Queens girl. And when my old church asked me to wear stockings, I bought fishnets. And this is the kind of church that rocks with the Megan the Stallions just as much as the Mahalia Jacksons. On Sanctified, we center the testimonies of sisters who are figuring out their faith authentically. And we're going to ruffle some of the saints' feathers, y'all. But we will always leave you feeling affirmed and loved. You ready, LaVon? Let's go get them. Greetings, beloved ones. Welcome back to another episode of Sanctified Podcast. Deborah Joy, how you doing? How you feeling, beloved? I feel fantastic. I've been laughing all morning. I feel rejuvenated. <laughs> Why are you laughing on today? Girl, I woke up and saw this meme and it said, the, I just heard the most professional version of I say what I said. Okay. And the most professional version was... My thoughts on the matter remain the same. Period. <laughs> I was like, yes. And that's the professional Nene Lease. Nene was like, I said what I said. That's what it was, girl. I was so tickled because it just felt so good to laugh and just be so taken down by those few words. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like God has a sense of humor? Absolutely. God literally gave us a bone called the humorous. Okay. The humorous. <laughs> Is in the upper part of your arm. It's the longest bone in your body. It's critical to being able to move your arm. So when I think about being a Christian and being the body of Christ, and I think about a humorous bone in the body of Christ, that means all the funny people, we the longest bones in the body. We are here to bring joy to the world. Joy to the world. LaVon and Deborah Joy have come, okay? So, so. Because I just think about humor in the Bible, even though it's not there explicitly, like Jonah. You've been in the belly of a whale for three days, my nigga. Like, can you imagine coming home covered in gook and being like, nigga, y'all ain't gonna believe this. (laughs) What was that conversation? 
Because the start is going to be, especially if he had a woman, it's going to be like, first of all, stay out there. I'm going to hose you down before you walk up in my house. Because that's nasty. That is nasty. I can't do it. That, at least that would be my thing. Like, mm-mm. Don't, I just got the house clean, baby. <laughs> okay. The candle was lit. You need to hose down outside. <laughs> I legit love to laugh. Same. You know, you said it's my name. I think it's a part of who I am. I think it's part of the gift that God has given me. Yeah. Like I was being silly, but honestly, I do not appreciate when I meet someone named Joy <laughs> and they got a stank <laughs> attitude. It's like, that's not who you're meant to be. And if it is, then change your name. I'm screaming. Go be Delolo or something. I don't know. Something that is not Joy. Because you are not living up to who you are claiming to be. Mm. And I like to take that with me everywhere. Even when, you know, there are moments that I, I don't feel that great. Or even when I'm working, when I'm on set, I may have a 4 a.m. call time. But I still want to show up being who God has called me to be. Right. Because I know that it's going to touch somebody somewhere. It's going to do something. It's going to lighten the load. It's going to do something for somebody. Absolutely. So I love that. And then when I get a co-star that like to laugh too, oh my gosh, it's on. And I knew I couldn't marry somebody that didn't want to laugh. Preach. We're not going to make it if we can't laugh, if we can't laugh at ourselves, if we can't laugh at each other. Right. If we can't look at something and you understand exactly what I see and know I'm about to start cracking up, I, I need that in my life. Right. Just the look and you fall out, right? My husband knows me, girl. I will look at something and he'll look at me and be like, Joy, don't. I already know what's coming. <laughs> I had a similar experience. I used to date Dick Gregory's nephew and he is hilarious. When I tell you I have never laughed so much consistently in my life, just on and on. And not even just his performances, because he's a very embodied performer and he's really good at like improv and like engaging the audience in real time. But we would just have so much fun together, cracking jokes together. And I knew I was funny because I would make him fall out laughing. So I was like, yeah, I made Dick Gregory's nephew laugh. I'm funny, nigga. Like, you know, out here. <laughs> That's one of my top compliments in love languages telling me I'm funny. I really do think I am naturally funny, like my all-time fave, Regina Hall. Regina Hall, just existing, I'm cracking up. I feel like you said some people just have that gift and it's really to bring joy to the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Laughter is indeed a medicine. Yes. We need it. We do. Even in Proverbs 17, 22, it says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Mm. Child, you not laughing, you ashy in your bones. And you dry. And you dry. On the inside. Right. You ain't got no lotion for the inside. <laughs> the lotion for the inside is the joy. It's shea butter on the inside. You need some laughter. Mm -hmm. I can say growing up in church or just growing up around very, very serious people and where I went to school, the consensus was that comedians weren't necessarily spiritual. And I think that that is a myth. If there's too much foolery, then that's something that fools do. And, you know, we, we don't want to be no fool. Right. I think that's a myth because I think that comedy can be very spiritual. Absolutely. I think comedy is very spiritual. It's also very sensual, right? You're moving your body, your mouth is open, you're crying, you're laughing. And so I feel like 
sometimes Christians can be scared of what their bodies are doing if they're not in control of it. And when you are laughing uncontrollably, you're like, oh, I'm not in control. You know, we use very, not all of us, but some churches use very militaristic language around Christianity. You, you're a soldier in the army of the Lord and, you know, you're in the world, but not of it. And you got to save souls. And it's like, when are you just going to chill? You know what I'm saying? And maybe if we talked more about the joy and the humor that might have existed in the Bible, because there's no scripture that says Jesus laughed, right? There's a scripture that says Jesus wept. But that's how I know the Bible is colonized because it didn't say nothing about Jesus laughing. I know Jesus felt joy. I know Jesus was cracking on the disciples. I know Jesus was being goofy to make kids laugh. Like, you can't tell me that a black man, you know, living his life and liberating his people wasn't also making them laugh. That's part of liberation. Exactly. Honestly, to your point, I think there are more similarities between preachers and comedians than we realize. When I was in divinity school, that was one of the papers that I never got a chance to write. Because if you think about it, preachers and comedians, they have to be impeccable storytellers. They have to have amazing timing. They have to be able to connect with the audience or congregation in a short amount of time. And they have to bring the message, right? And so I'm like, y'all, chill out. Go go laugh, right? Because we have to be open to joy, but it shouldn't swing too far left either. Like there's this scripture, 1 Thessalonians 4.13 that says, but we do not want you to be uninformed brothers and sisters and siblings about those who have died so that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. And I feel like some people can take that to the extreme and say, you have to you have to put on a brave face. You have to always be smiling and happy-go-lucky. And that's just not real life. And we actually talked a lot about that in our Life After Spiritual Abuse episode. So if you haven't tuned into that episode yet, you should go check it out. You need both. Both and. Absolutely. So if we are saying that it is a misconception or myth that comedians are not spiritual or comedy is not a part of a gift from God, Mm. because we do believe those are myths. So I think we can redefine it as what it truly is, which is joy is literally good for our health. Yes. Talk about it. Laughter is medicine. Joy is good for our health. And according to mayoclinic.org, Laughter is a huge stress reliever and it stimulates our lungs, hearts, muscles, increases endorphins that are released in the brain. It aids in muscle relaxation. It boosts immunity. Come on, protection from COVID. (laughs) (laughs) You got that COVID? Get you some joy. Get you some joy, right? Get vaccine joy. Laughter can also reduce pain by causing the body to produce its own natural painkillers. And I think about not just physical pain, but also heartbreak and how laughter has been able to heal so much. And when I think about joy, Black joy is sacred. Yeah. You know we Black, Deborah Joy. Girl. Black joy is revolutionary. When we are coming up against a matrix of systems of oppression that were designed to annihilate us. And we still laugh until we cry. We still bond over inside jokes. We still make connections with people based on them getting our humor, right? I feel like that is God showing up in community and showing us that 
laughter is good for the soul and it's good just to laugh. It don't even got to be that deep all the time. Just laugh. Enjoy life. Just laugh. He came that we would have life and have it more abundantly. And a part of that abundance is joy, is laughter, is community. Yes. And look, let me tell you something. Today, we get to talk to, honestly. We're already laughing. (laughs) Because just to picture her in my mind, I am cracking up. Christine Porter, also known as The Christy Show is an actress, writer, singer, and comedian from Little Rock, Arkansas. And by the age of eight, she was writing, singing, and performing in front of anyone who was willing to listen. So finally, in January 2016, she started creating videos that displayed both her passion for acting and comedy. And in July 2016, those videos began to go viral. So if you've ever seen the hilarious character Miss Charlene on Instagram, What you think this is? This is not no after-school program. This ain't no summer camp. Come and get your church. They done spunk the night. The night has been spunk. Come get them. I'm telling you now, you don't pick them up, they're going to be sat outdoors. They're going to be sat outside in the heat, backpacking all, because I'm sick of looking at them. That is Christiny. So let's hear from Christiny now. My name is Christiny Porter, and this is my testimony. I feel like I was always surrounded by comedy. The family members that I have are characters, but elementary is where it started for me. My teachers were like, hey, Christina, you can't perform in class. But I'm like, when is the time to make people laugh? This is the perfect audience. Anybody that would give me a little bit of time. I had a song for you that I made up or an act that I was doing or a joke. I was always encouraged early on to do comedy, to sing and to act by my mom and the people around me. But I think the choosing to do it, that was the journey. Because you really have to believe that you really do have it. If I lacked faith, I truly wouldn't believe in my gift and my gift wouldn't be making room for me the way that it is. My comedy is, it's like a laugh, but it's a message in it. And I think without faith, I wouldn't have the courage to do comedy. I was actually a preschool teacher and I loved the part of helping and rearing and nurturing children but it was just that feeling of there was so much more for me because I would write songs and I wasn't doing anything with any of that stuff and it was just kind of frustrating because I'm like God wouldn't give me all these things for me to die with them like somebody needs to hear them I think that they're great that's kind of when I started my pursuit with stand-up comedy in 2016 I used to do meet and greets And I would have people to come up to me with tears in their eyes. Oh, this is about to make me cry. Telling me if if it wasn't for you, I would have lost my mind. Or I, I remember my daughter sharing your videos with me after I lost my son or after I lost my mother. And uh, watching your videos, I hadn't laughed in years or you helped me through my divorce. And I think that is so big and it's so special. You don't necessarily do it to say, oh, well, I'm making a video so they will reach somebody and heal somebody. You just do it because it's something that comes to your mind and to know the impact that it has on somebody. So I know that it's helping people. It makes it all worth it, honestly. Do I believe that God has a sense of humor? Absolutely. 
I say that because of all the things that he's created, because of my gift that he gave me. Like, I could not be selfish and self-centered enough to believe that this is all me. I truly know and believe that God is my source. Even when I'm creating my content, I say, God, give me endless content. Give me God ideas. Sometimes I have ideas that literally crack me up, songs that crack me up, and I know that's our relationship. I know that's him saying, see, that was good, wasn't it? That was good. And I am tickled. But you know what? That also comes with a little bit of backlash, too, because me truly believing that God has a personality and me having to deal with the Christians who don't have a sense of humor. Because you can say, God gave me this, and I know he did, and you put it out there and somebody condemns you to hell. But I've had people tell me I'm going to hell and I'm, do I'm doing this or don't make fun of God. And I'm like, I would never... I tell myself a lot that it's not a personal attack against me. A lot of people are just looking to be offended. And that has nothing to do with me. Because I know if I'm coming from a, a pure place or an honest place, that's really all that matters. He gave me this platform. So does God have a sense of humor? Absolutely. He cracks me up. And because he cracks me up, <laughs> I'm able to do the same for people. My name is Christine Porter, and that is my testimony. We'll be right back with the fellowship after this. Christine, welcome to Sanctified. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be here. Oh, my goodness. What an honor. Thank you for having me. Christine, I'm so happy you're here. I. You just, oh, you're so funny. You are such a blessing. This is a Christine Porter stand account. Yes, it is. And, you know, here is Sanctified. You know, we spiritual and stuff, but we also sexy. We like to give looks, honey. Listen, yes. Clearly, you have impeccable fashion sense. And it's probably how you style the infamous Miss Charlene. Miss Charlene, the character that most people know you for, who is... Church mother adjacent, petty, shade thrower, truth teller. <laughs> she always is giving us a look in the video. So where do you go shopping for Miss Charlene's looks? She's all over the place. So the kitten heels, I probably have like 11 pair because I dog those shoes out. Like outside, I just have to keep changing them up. And then I have a pair of show shoes that I don't do anything in but perform in. It depends. Sometimes I get lucky at trendy thrift shops or, you know, consignment stores, stuff like that. Different places where you can find little custom pieces, so she would say. Mm -hmm. I'm screaming. Is that fun for you, shopping for Miss Charlene's clothes? Yes, because I can literally pick some up and something will come to me like, oh, she could be doing this or she would probably. It is the strangest thing. And in the very beginning, people were like, oh, I want to send you pieces. But I'm like, I want to feel them, you know, like to see if I would feel like her or if I see them and something would come to my mind. So it's a, it's a different experience. Like it's it's quite strange and wonderful. I love that you have to feel into it. Right. Because when we're telling our stories and we're making people laugh, it's not just about what's happening in the moment. It's about that human connection. And we are around people all the time. It could be serious. It could be uh, more casual or low key. But I got to know, Christine, because we were talking about this earlier. Can you think of a time 
where you shouldn't have been laughing, but you just couldn't stop laughing. Yes. So I was laughing at my grandmother's funeral, not at the actual funeral. Now picture this, follow me before y'all judge me, follow me. Safe space, safe space. You know how the family gets in the family car Mm -hmm. from the house. Everybody gets in the family car. So we all waiting at the house to get in the family car to go to the church. I kid you not. We got in the family car and drove maybe two blocks away. And it felt like I was in Punked or like a movie. You know, like it was just like, and we were there and I could not pull it together from laughing because I'm like the time that we spent waiting for this limousine, we could have walked to the church. We could have been there. We could have been there. And I could not pull it together. I'm like, this is not the time. And I was trying to gather myself and I just could not. Like I was face down in my lap laughing because I'm like, this makes no sense. We didn't even need the limousine. We could have walked. We're wasting money at this point. Yeah. Family march, little parade to the church, two blocks away from the house. That is hilarious. Oh, Jesus. That is funny. Okay. So you started performing as a child. You started just singing, dancing, acting to whoever would, you know, give you that attention and see you. So if you were doing this as a kid, what made you go into preschool teaching, nannying, instead of going directly to comedy? Do not pass, go, do not collect, just go straight to comedy. Well, you know, I think... Not really being knowledgeable. I could say that saved me a lot of time because a lot of times people can say, well, I'm going to be this big time star, right? And you don't know what it takes to get there. So I came from a very humble beginning. So it wasn't like I was enrolled in acting classes and, you know, somebody was saying, well, you take acting classes and this is the next step. And then you're going to, after you take acting classes, then you're going to go to this workshop. You're going to do this and you're going to do that. So those resources were not available to me. So I was just kind of like, you know, how are people making it really? You know, is it, is it luck? Is it, you know, what is it? And I, I, it was a real disconnect for me between being a kid, graduating high school in real life, because it's like, okay, well, you have these talents and these gifts, but you need money to live. So that was like the easiest thing for me because I was a natural with children. So that was kind of like, you can do that in the meantime. And I loved kids and kids love me. So, and it also gave me an opportunity and an outlet to be creative and, you know, be be funny and quirky because kids like that. So it was, it just, it was natural. It was, so that's how I got there. Knowing what you know now, would you do it differently? If you maybe understood more of how to get into comedy and acting, would you change it up? I would, I would have honestly taken little odd jobs here and there and pursued my career like 80% versus the other way around. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, well, it's like whatever I'm lacking, God going to give it to me. I'm going to make it eventually. Like, I wish I wouldn't have taken all those years and that break of just trying to discover how I can get into it or or even getting to the point of being fed up. So, yeah, I would have definitely done the starving artist thing. Yeah. 
artists feed us so much. I really hope we can get rid of that trope of the starving artists because artists save us. I'm like, artists should be higher paid. I believe that artists are God's working workers. And if you feel so inclined, you should tithe to an artist who uplifts your spirit and nourishes you, right? Because I think that's good and that's God. And I, for one, want to affirm you on your journey because I think sometimes learning what you don't want to do helps you to focus on what you do want to do. And so, like you said in your testimony that you got into comedy simply because you wanted to share what you were creating. And so how do you stay grounded in a career and an industry that so many people lose themselves in? So what's funny is, and I get this all the time, like people say, what kind of celebrities do you know? Right. And I'm like, yeah, not really. I don't really know any. So it's weird for me to answer that question because people can say, well, you, you entertain and you're online, but I'm, I'm in the industry, but I'm not in the industry. If that makes sense at all. Like, I think the NAACP was probably my closest time that I was like rubbing shoulders with people in the industry because I am almost like in a box in Atlanta because I do my shows. I create content here. I go to work and I come home. I don't have those pressures. I don't really know what's going on in the industry. I've heard about them. They're making videos about, you know, exposing the industry and LA is getting all this bad weather because it's really hell on earth. Like, oh, you hear the story. <laughs> it's snowing in LA. You hear the stories, but I just pray and I just, I just go to work. I work. That is a beautiful thing, Christine, because you are not beholden to what Hollywood will think of you. You have been able to set your own standard. You've been able to create your own content, deliver it when you would like, do the things that you would like to do and not be subject to anybody else's thoughts or ideas or uh, timelines or simply just getting a lot of no's, which I have had quite a bit of. And I think it's so beautiful that you are able to work on your own schedule and on your own time. And it does not matter what anybody else thinks. That is something that is really, really, really dope. And speaking of what other people think, you know, we talk about, this is sanctified. We love the Lord, but we also understand that taking a step in this industry makes other Christians uncomfortable. I know that you've gotten backlash from some Christians. Did any of this backlash ever make you unsure of the path that you're on? And that's a strong and a solid no. And this is from me just growing up in life. Everybody is not going to get you, right? So somebody not liking me doesn't offend me. Me not being your person doesn't bother me. I'm a lot of people's person. So you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people adore me. So I don't focus on the ones that's like, wake up looking to be offended. You know, like it's the person that said, you know what? Oh, I needed that little laugh. I was just up here from my boss and I stepped outside and watched the video and that took me to another place. I focus on those people because if you, you over here and you got offended, you got a lot of work, self-work to do, a lot of self-reflecting to do. So no, that doesn't bother me at all. Some Christians just mad at the world, honey. And I'm like, y'all, if we going to say the joy of the Lord is our strength, let's have some joy. Yes. Right. Yes. So, was there a particular moment when you realized that sometimes other people just want to be offended and that offense isn't yours to carry? Yes. I would say just recently, 
because I'm really, really particular about the things that I put out. But this last video I did, Praise Queen, which was a remake of Glorilla's FNF. I'm a P-R-A-I-S-E queen and I ain't never worried about the devil bothering me because I'm B-L-E-S-S-E-D. Yeah, I get all these blessings so I know they tired of me. I was so proud of that song, right? Because I just, I remember sitting, writing the lyrics to this song, right? And feeling encouraged, like to myself. So when I have moments that I'm like, that's good, or that's funny to me, those are the things that I share. Like if it's something that give me a little, uh, or this might really, really offend somebody, I pull back. I pull in another direction and say, how can you come up with something else or something different? Because it doesn't, even if it's a change of words, like it's that sensitive to me. And I was proud of this song, right? Do you know, I have never got sick. Sent to hell so many times in one day. Mm. And I was just like, did y'all even listen to the song or were you focused on me being in a church? Because even with me being in a church and I told my mom, I went back and forth because she's a first lady at Old Landmark in Sweet Home, Arkansas. And she said, you should do the video in the church. And I said, mama, I do not want to do this video in the church because these people are going to have a real problem with me. And they did. I was sent to hell. More than 50 times, I know, for sure. And I would be burning there and all of the people that were in the video too. So <laughs> I hate that I exposed them to that, you know, got them a ticket. It got them a ticket. That wasn't my plan, you know. <laughs> my mom too and my aunts, like, don't, why them, you know? It's like, what could we be doing with that energy? Why you just ain't got no business? That's, that's some stuff. I just want to ask why you ain't got no business. What you say? Would you say, uh, drink water and mind your business? That's it. And that is, is such a, mm, a recipe for greatness. Hello. So I come from a big family. I probably, outside of being with my husband, I have not laughed more than being with my brothers. Like we get together, it ain't nothing but a look, and we are crying laughing. So that makes me think about the videos with you and your sister. I, I just, I love a good family connection. How has your connection with your sister influenced you in just being a comedian and some of the content that you create? Charity Israel has influenced me tremendously. She is the reason why I am doing my characters, because I remember her saying, you know, when I first started in stand up comedy and I was kind of trying to find my voice. And I was just like, mm, I ain't really feeling that because I don't want to talk about relationships. I don't want to, you know, be, you know, whatever. And she said, well, why don't you be, why don't you do some of your characters? And people don't know that I used to go to go to high school as um as different characters, like just being me. If I woke up and I was an exchange student, that's what I committed to from the moment my feet touched the ground out of my bed. So I, so I got back in my bed, like my teachers, they were like, Christine, you can be a foreign exchange student. Just don't be a distraction. Be who you are today, but just don't be distracted and funny and disruptive. Did you have like accents with these characters? Oh my gosh. Sometimes I couldn't talk. I would be making up languages. Nobody understood me. I didn't understand them. I didn't know where my classes were. My cousin and my sisters used to take me to my classes because I mean, I'm an exchange student that they befriended. So. Oh my gosh. It was real. <laughs> yeah. It's the going along with the bit for me. Like 
I love this because it shows your imagination and imagination. No one can touch that. That's where your freedom is. And to have a tribe, people that subscribe to your foolishness. Co-sign. Yes, please. You need that. I think our sister bond really plays a part in it. To get back to the question, like, this is something we've been doing, you know, since we were kids. And I'm, sometimes we laugh after choir rehearsal, like, girl, we've been making up songs. We've been doing this. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when you come from a big family, you have sister cousins because you and your cousins are all about the same age. And it's about 13 and y'all. And we used to have church play drums with popcorn cans and make up songs and be shouting. So none of this is new. It's just televised, I guess, to a certain degree. Like people can see it, but yeah. Yes, it's just who you are. You took the words right out of my mouth, DJ. I was like, you're being yourself and you're sharing yourself with us. And I love that. So your mother's a first lady. Obviously, you know church culture, particularly Black church culture, really, really well. And there might be some folks listening who are like, yeah, I feel the funny bone itch too. So what advice do you have for people who want to be clean comedians, but are afraid they won't get opportunities? Be original, number one. Just kind of try to find your voice. And if you're not trying to find it, listen to it. Because it's something that's always telling you, oh, do this, or you should probably try this or do that. Listen to that. You know what I mean? I feel like you can really lead your life by really listening to that. Like if you're in tune and you say, well, God talks to me or I hear his voice, listen to it. Because I think a lot of times somebody can say, I'm inspired. I was inspired by you. Right. And so with you being inspired by me, I can see pieces of what I've done and what I've created and what you're doing. Right. So I tell people all the time, whatever that little thing is that you second guess is that thing that will set you apart, right? She's like, oh, well, it's a little quirky or it's a little weird. That's it. Don't dissect it. Don't, you know, don't pull it apart. Sell out to that. And that little thing that makes you different, your audience will find you. Don't tweak it too much to where you lose that uniqueness and that specialness. You're going to say specialness. I like Yes. That. It's a word now. Yeah. <laughs> and just sell out to that. You don't have to be inspired. And I say this at my comedy shows. You don't have to be inspired by a single soul because God has truly given us everything that we need. Like whatever your thing is, is your thing. And you can like people and be, you know, think somebody is great, but do you, because that's unique and special all by itself. Well, the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. <laughs> and they sing. Comedians ain't preachers. Can't nobody beat you at being you. Nobody. Period. And you are something special, Christina. You really, really are. You're such a delight to watch, but to talk to. I praise God for how he has blessed you and, and really opened your platform and I just I see so much more coming and I it, it's an honor to get to talk to you and share this space with you no the honor is mine to have this opportunity to have somebody consider me to say you know what she's somebody we want to talk to I think that's an honor Christine, we don't just consider you we honor you 
You inspire us, you make us better, you heal us, and we love you. And we're so grateful you took time to be with us today. Yes, yes, yes. Y'all are the highlight of my month, I tell you the truth. Come on, month. <laughs> <laughs> Many thanks to Christine Porter, aka Miss Charlene. We're going to take a short break, but coming up next, it's offering time. y'all before we get to the offering we got some church announcements we are so very grateful for all the love you've been showing sanctified it is affirming and we feel it and we want to continue to build and welcome more of you into the sanctified community so we need you to do a couple things okay number one please tap the follow button so you are notified of everything we do over here at sanctified Numero dos, don't forget to rate us on the Spotify app. Tap the star and give us five of them things, child. And tap that bell so you are notified as soon as a new episode is released. All right, all hearts and minds are clear. That's it for our church announcements. Let's get into the offering. It's offering time, but we do it a little differently here. Offering time at Sanctify is where we Bring affirming words to give to you. My offering is to indulge in laughter in ways that feel good to you, but not in a way where you're masking how you're really feeling, right? That phrase, you laugh to keep from crying. Yeah, we laugh even if we're hurting or grieving or we're sad, but don't stop the tears, right? I think it's really intentional and humorous of God to make our bodies divinely designed to the point where we can cry from laughing and cry from sadness. Like (laughs) we can do both things. It's both. And so let that be permission for you to feel your feelings, child. You've got to feel it. We need it. I loved that. Kristen, said people that were offended. She realized she's just not for them. They don't see her. They don't get her. And that's okay. And that just really made me remember why I do what I do. The vision that God gives you for your life and the things that he wants you to do and the journey that he's got you on, everybody may not see it. Everybody may not get the vision. And that's okay. If you have the vision, you continue to execute what it is God has put in your heart. And the people that are supposed to be there, they will follow. They will come, but don't worry about that. Worry about executing the vision that God has given you. And when you do that, you are bound to be everything that God has called you to be. You know what, DJ? I received that personally. Like, and the fact that we're both creators, I feel like a lot of listeners are also creators and are co-creating with the creator. And it's just like, now is the time. Like with social media, with podcasting, like what we're doing at Sanctified, Make the thing, create the thing, share the thing now. (laughs) Well, y'all, thank you for joining us for another episode here at Sanctified. And please come on back next week to get even more Sanctified and bring a friend, a sister, or two, or three. Also, email us at sanctified at unbotherednetwork.com to let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. And remember, you are worthy.
Sanctified is a Spotify original series produced in partnership with Jamel Hill's Unbothered Network, Lodge Freeway Media, and Exit 39. Hosted by Deborah Joy Winans and LaVon Briggs. From Unbothered Network, Lodge Freeway Media, and Exit 39, executive producers are Jamel Hill and Evan Dick. Head of content for Unbothered is Christina Tapper. Head of network production and operations is Rich Burner. Creative producer is Ashley J. Hobbs. Editor is Ayana Angel. And associate producer is Rachel J. Pilgrim. From Spotify, executive producer is Christina Tapper. Creative executive is Grace Delia. Senior program manager is Jessica Dow. And program manager is Jenna Lonergan. Special thanks to all the cross-functional teams at Spotify that helped bring this program to life. This episode includes original music produced by Cheyenne G. New episodes of Sanctified come out every Wednesday only on Spotify. So be sure to hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. <laughs>